This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Hi, guys. I'm Britt Bergmeister, and I'm the co-founder of On Duty Citizen. On Duty Citizen is a platform to inspire the community how they can live consciously with everything they do in life. So if they're looking to shop, we provide sustainable and ethical solutions. Um, We also have a section of our website called Citizens of the Month. And so that's where we profile all the members of our community who are on-duty citizens actively um, working to support the environment. And it's all about building up our tribe and being transparent about how we all are trying to tackle the sustainable movement. Hi, I'm Frederick Fekai. This is the Fekai Life. On part one with Brit, we talked about her mission and her engagement. And now in part two, we're going to take a look on how she can scale and put to execution her mission. So Brit, now that On Duty Citizen is on the go, and um, tell me how you intend to to make this much bigger. So with On Duty Citizen, it's always difficult because it is my side hustle. And the passion is all there, but modeling right now is my main gig, my moneymaker. So I take everything I make in modeling and funnel it into On Duty Citizen But to grow even bigger, it would be cool to partner with bigger companies or group together with other model activists. Or Have you talked to any? Have you engaged Um, already? I mean, I network and engage with people a lot of... Right now, a lot of the um, collaborations I do with companies like that are through modeling. So, you know, I was able to do a lot of... This is the sustainable campaign for Tommy Hilfiger um, with I Shop for Amour Vert doing their sustainable campaign. So what what was the sustainable Explain to um, us So, I mean, they were all different, even the job we worked on together. But um, for Tommy Hilfiger, they had a new um, puffer coming out that was made of recycled down. And um, it was about promoting that product and sh- sharing with my followers and their community that they were trying to take the first step into sustainability. So they were open. They were very honest and open that this was the first of many steps and that this was new to them, but they were tapping into that. So that is my way of collaborating right now and supporting them um, by working for them and giving them ideas of how to grow in the sustainable world. So I think that would be a really cool way to get onto citizen to grow um, by taking... They obviously, companies like that have a way bigger following and a b- bigger platform. So not sure yet how we would <laughs> collaborate, but that's always something I'm thinking about. Um, furthermore, I think it'd be really awesome um, with whatever industry I get into next to always take with me the values, the instilled values I've made from On Duty Citizen. So I love coffee shops. I go to a coffee shop every day. That is my office. Um, I've always dreamed of having my own coffee shop. Maybe it's a sustainably run coffee shop where we host um, weekly get-togethers to have conversations about um, the environment or about the community. Um, Maybe that's where you go get your shampoo and you fill it up in reusable packaging. Um, Maybe that's where you get your um, organic um, 
coffee beans. It's kind of like a general store idea. So I think with anything I set out to do after modeling or in addition to modeling, um, I hope for it to be this conscious kind of consciously run company. Right. If that makes sense. And obviously this is all non-profit. At the moment, yeah. I mean, with On Duty Citizen, um, we do make some profit by the products we sell. Oh, okay. And I have, you know, all the affiliate marketing through the website. It's not much, but it's it's um, enough to show that there's interest there. Um, and then, but it's nowhere near what I'm able to make through modeling. So mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough I'm able to, like, fund it myself. And with my mom, we work on it together. Um, but I couldn't leave modeling to, right. yeah. <laughs> what about creating a guide online mm-hmm. yeah. to steer people? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, I was doing a blog section. I still have kind of like a new section on the website where I do little curated, um, curated guides to how to go about valentine's day in a sustainable way here's how you should shop for christmas or not shop for christmas which is what my family did so there's a lot of little curated guides i've made um and there's other things i've done in conjunction with odc that we promote on the website to kind of inspire people um There's a video series I just started with my friend Anne Therese called Bridge Builders, and that's all about two girls having a conversation about things in the climate change, sustainable, ethical, whatever movement, mm-hmm. um, how we feel about it, how we can get our viewers to change. Um, so the first video we had was just before the holidays about packaging and about reshaping how you go about the holiday season. So that from that own video that we did, that inspired my whole family to Good. rethink how we do the holidays. So instead of buying unnecessary things, we all got one. We did a secret Santa, got one special gift for one person. We wrapped it in like recycled CVS paper, brown paper bags as the, um, as the wrapping. And it just was a new way of Christmas. Mm-hmm. But we all appreciated it so much. And I, I have two little brothers and I thought they would think it was kind of like a joke and not appreciated it. But they really were into it. We were all really into it. But I believe that basically today we have no choice mm-hmm. but to act. Exactly. And to, exactly. And to really uh, educate and entice people mm-hmm. to do a better choice. Yeah. And helping making this planet a, a better place exactly and that's with what i do with on duty citizen that's i'm giving people the better choice here if you want a white t-shirt here's the better option here's why it's better and i'll list out what that specific company here's the better shampoo here's what fakai is doing they're using recycled plastic bottles that's awesome so we're giving all the consumers the better choice um and Hopefully, as I mentioned, in a few years' time, that'll just be the norm. But right now, they need the choice. And I think with enough demand, that will lower the price. But I don't know. I just read somewhere that people are choosing the more expensive ethical option more often than not because they realize the importance of 
ethics and how something is made. And that's worth the few dollars more than the alternative option. So I can't remember the percentage of people, but it was kind of um, a big number. Um, so, And I think people actually are just wanting a good reason to, to do so. To, yeah. Uh, because I think it just feels good, you it, know. And, exactly. And frankly, today, I mean, we have the ability to to buy, to purchase product, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a car yep. or, as I mentioned, a toothpaste before, or yep. shampoo yep. or T-shirt. I mean, there is so many things out there today that are available at affordable price. Exactly. Uh, to really uh, show that we are responsible, that we go in the right direction yep. and, uh, and, and, and it's sexy. And that's exactly. that's the, the the part of it. Just that's giving a part people of the better option, yes. and it's consumers' um, solution and companies' solution to provide and support better options. It's it's hand in hand, fifty fifty. I think. Um, I saw a really cool tag as a joke, but on a piece of clothing online, and it said something like, "This shirt is five dollars." The true and then the true cost underneath, and it listed like child labor, unethical um, manufacturing, and it said what really you're getting for that $5. And that's the difference between what something costs and what something should cost. We have to retrain ourselves what things are worth. You know, a, a $50 sweater that's going to last you a lifetime isn't, it's cheaper than, you know, 10 $5 sweaters for a reason that you're going to throw out and that won't last. So it's all about retraining and giving a sexier, easier option for people, I think. Yeah. And I think that today we're so lucky that technology yeah. can really help us measure, uh, uh, moderate, mm -hmm. um, utilize energy, um, other functionality yeah. uh, with uh, with a, a sense of you know measurement and also making it economically more viable exactly and uh, uh, and 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 also having you know less waste yeah so so I think that if everyone takes take you know initiative seriously mm -hmm. just turning the lights off exactly. when needed the water yeah um, uh, using less paper less plastic yeah uh, uh, those first steps that you need and the technology is there i'm very optimistic about what we can do because there are so many technological advancements that are going to make the sustainable solutions so much easier and we're there now we're in the beginning stages of it all but it's going to get easier to remake something out of recycled plastic into a new fiber or whatever, you know. Um, but to your point, yeah. we need to elect at yes. every level, not just politician, but everybody, yeah. businessmen, businesswomen, yeah, it's... Uh, teachers, um, everyone to, to be ingrained to yeah. have this culture so uh, that it becomes exactly. a way of life. Exactly. And I think... A lot of people previously haven't felt connected to politics because they may not have been represented properly. They weren't 
um, their values weren't being aligned with anyone that was available. So I think maybe not even in terms of politics, but just in getting everyone involved in this movement, we have to include everyone, people who have been doing it, quote unquote, right for longer before this was like a sexy, sustainable movement. You know, the indigenous communities, um, getting the children involved. I think um, the people of color that it's probably affecting a lot of the time climate change more than others. It's about supporting everyone and just collectively, we're all in this together. So um, hopefully with politics, the new candidates available can realize the importance of being um, that voice for everyone and not just for the popular, you know what I mean? (laughs) You can find Frederick Fakai and more thoughts on living cleanly and sustainably on social media at Frederick Fakai. Learn more about the Fakai brand and discover more episodes of the Fakai Life podcast at Fakai.com. And of course, enjoy every episode wherever the best podcasts are found. We talked about a lot of good action, but today Mm -hmm. we talk about specific and a, a great general behavior yep but what is next um for brand yeah um i guess talking about it from a brand side um what i would say it's very difficult if you're talking about a company that's already been around for so many years or a new company just about to start out so there's kind of two ways you can answer this question i think if you're a newer company starting out sustainably So what do I mean by sustainable? Maybe you're conscious about the fabric you use. I think that's a great place to start so that you're ensuring the fabrics are biodegradable and won't sit in the landfills for years to come. So I think it may almost be easier for them because they don't know any other way. They don't know that it could be cheaper. I mean, they know it might be cheaper to do it with cheaper materials, but they're not used to that yet. So I think ideally, like going the more sustainable route for them could be easier. It's more expensive, but maybe they don't have to produce as much, you know, like there's ways that they can make it more cost effective for themselves. They can change their ideas of how much they should be producing, whether they show at fashion weeks, how many collections they're doing. Maybe they're making clothes that never go out of style and they're just tweaking those from year to year. So I think that's a really kind of conscious way a a newer, smaller brand may act. If you're talking about a larger company that's been around for many years, I think it may be harder for them to go into the sustainable route. They have all the money to do so, and that's not an excuse. I'm not excusing them, but that's why I'm a bit more accepting of companies who are doing one small thing because I know they have the room to grow and they have the money to grow. And What are the companies that you <laughs> admire the most? Um, I thought you were going to say that can do better. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can say that. Um, the companies I admire the most. Um, a lot of the ones I have on my website, obviously. Um, Kuyana are great. Amour Ver. Um, I appreciate a lot of the beauty companies like Ilya Beauty. Fakai, I love the new shampoo and the mission, and 
I just love how that's the only option you're giving your customers is this new way of Mm -hmm. packaging and shampoo. Um, There's so many companies. (laughs) Go to On Duty Citizen. Yes. But you know, I mean, also, let's not discredit the large corporation. They are also trying to do that. I mean, whether it's a... L'Oreal, PNG, BMW, Audi. I appreciate um, them taking one step. And I think with anything, whether you're big or small, as long as you're not saying, hey, we're fully sustainable, we're green, we're perfect, then just say you're on the road to sustainability. So um, that's why I think we all have room to be better, just being a... Education is important. Exactly. The other day, I, I mean, just something jumped out when I went to a conference is to hear that uh, basically, uh, you know, dishwasher were much more great saving and energy and water because when you you wash dishes by hand, Mm -hmm. you're basically using three times more water than a dishwasher. Interesting. So so that's things like this and it's awakening. So I think it's important to to know what every action just little tidbits of information like that like i would have never known that so just going to conferences listening to podcasts reading the news all these little things you can do to just inform yourself and learn and grow um that's really i'll I'll use that i mean i do use a dishwasher i try and not use it so much but it's interesting to hear that so so wait you know obviously you know, you are a, a, a different generation than, than I am. <laughs> uh, and it's great to hear that your mom is yeah. uh, uh, also partnering with you. Yeah. By the way, yeah. not to be nosy, but yeah. uh, how old is your mom? Uh, she's 57, I think. Yes. 57. Great. Okay. Very, very young. 57. And just for the, for the audience here, <laughs> yeah. what, how old are you? I'm almost 27. Great. 27 so that's great. That's yeah. the two generations. So yeah. uh, your mom and I and yeah. you. Yeah. And um, so how do, 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 first of all, do you see a difference in behavior between the generations? I mean, maybe not yeah. your mom because you're your partner. Yep. But, uh, and how do you think that we can uh, 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 deliver a message across or generation, can we do that or yeah. do we have to talk differently to different generations? I mean, I'll say it with my own family, even though my mom, as you mentioned, is my partner, but certain things, she gravitates to certain issues um, that resonate more with her. Um, so I've noticed it's just about, yeah, I guess you do have to change a little bit of the way you speak on it. Delivering the same message, but just maybe changing the tone or, um, I don't know, with my, my with my own parents, I kind of lay everything on them and see what they, what interests them the most. And then I'll like hit hard with that specific issue. So even this morning, I told my mom um, about this Sunrise Movement um, video launch next week um, to promote the Green New Deal. And I said, hey, um, I thought this might be interesting for you and your friends to host a a viewing party for this movement. I wasn't really sure. I didn't think she'd um, be interested in that. And she's like, oh, that sounds great. I'd love to host a party. She's so there is. You always talk about your mom, but what about your dad? Is he part of that too? Um, So my parents are divorced. So. my stepdad is very much involved and super supportive. Is he? He is. Um, 
my father, he's a bit older. He's 73. He was a bit trickier to convince. So I guess there is that generational gap. He he grew up where, you know, you brought your own bags everywhere. Plastic wasn't a thing. The plastic movement started in, what, the 60s, I think. So his way of life growing up naturally was fairly sustainable. Um there's ways you could look at it all too, though, where he was also doing things that weren't. So it's not about attacking what his generation did badly and what we have to fix from that, because every generation can improve and have done things that aren't good. So again, I think I just try and figure out what issue they res- resonate with them, figuring out how to influence them more for issues they're not gravitating towards. Um and just keeping the conversation flowing. If 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 he doesn't listen to me on a specific issue, which <laughs> has happened before, I'll maybe send him an article from a New York Times because I know he might trust that more than um, my opinion or a, a younger kid's position. So just finding how they react to news and what platforms they like to listen to. Um, it's tricky, though. It is, I think. So, and for you now, just yeah. you. So, so you obviously very uh, aware, very, uh, uh, I mean, animated, very yeah. enthusiastic, yeah. <laughs> very engaged, very invested in this. So, what is it that, not to put you on the spot, but yep. what do you think there is out there that you could do to improve? Yeah, personally. Yeah. Yeah, there's... There's a lot and, you know, it's it's hard not to get overwhelmed with how much you can improve upon. Um, I think the dream would be to only work for clients who are conscious about what they produce. I think naturally, hopefully, I keep saying this, but that'll be just a norm that um, can happen. But it's... There's so many little things. So if I can just keep my head down and keep learning and reading and listening to my peers and being inspired by the community and um, voting and supporting the right political parties for me and how I think we can invoke the most change, that's the best thing I can do. And it's a, I learn something new every day. Like it's... Um, my positions have changed weekly as I grow. So just being conscious of the fact that I'm not perfect, we're not perfect. As human beings that consume products, no one's perfect. As a company that's producing things, that's not perfect either. So just about always doing the best thing you can do and being aware of that. Thank you, Britt. Yes, thank you. Keep doing what you do. <laughs> I'll try. Be louder. Yeah, yeah, it's all about, you know, raising our voice and not backing down and just continuing to be transparent with everything we learn along the way. It's a never-ending journey. It's so refreshing to see what Brit has done with On Duty Citizen. It's a great mission and we'll certainly follow up to look at her execution. Today, it is so important for our planet to see great ambassador like Brit. We love what Brit is putting into place. And I challenge you to think about 
what would be your idea for a better, sustainable world? And how will you take action? I'm Frederick Fikai, and this is The Fikai Life. Thank you for listening. The Fakai Life is produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the show may be published or reproduced without express written permission of the Fakai brand. Copyright 2020, Fakai. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.